0: We are undergoing uh, something which we might call an urban revolution. In the space of four to five decades uh, we have come to uh, number um, as many as 3.6, 3.7 billion uh, urban inhabitants which was about the population of the whole planet uh, back in
1: 1960. Living in uh, an urbanizing world, and this is something that everyone ha- uh, nowadays, whether the, the person is in the politics and economics or in uh, policy circles, has been acknowledging. But what is more important is for us to understand what drives this urbanization. There's no longer a kind of standard story that
2: we can tell any longer, and it's a really good moment for students to dive in and kind of ask really new questions and find new answers um, about what are some of the most pressing issues of our time.
1: When we were in orientation they said if you are not excited to have a discussion about development with people from all over the world, you're in the wrong place. And I think that's true. Uh, But for me, I just couldn't believe it. Whenever we talked about topics such as inequality in the world, you literally had a member of each region of the world, so it was very, very engaging.
2: The scope of what is development is so broad, and so different in different parts of the world so that we can have very poor countries, we can have middle-income countries and quite wealthy countries and all sorts of heterogeneity within each of those places, within the cities of those kinds of places. The center of gravity is really shifting for thinking about these questions, thinking about these really pressing issues of urbanization and development. It's no longer an issue of really applying kind of northern theory and northern policy to southern questions. We live in a really different world now and therefore it's a good time for students to get into these kinds of debates and really come up with creative um, and innovative answers to, to really pressing questions.
1: When we are talking about um, slums or when we are talking about inequalities or when we are talking about immigration, we are really much like blocked into our like, national boundaries while it's actually a much more global process and having this kind of perspective in these topics. As an academic background, actually helped me a lot just to understand the situation.
2: If you're going to look to this sort of alternative sustainability model to apply to this particular case, then I mean, you'd have to.
3: The, the content of what I was learning uh, was brilliant. It was interesting enough that it made it a lot easier to go home after a full day's work and read for a couple of hours. So. Um, yeah, the, the content of the course is definitely my, my favourite part of it. But then couple that with the people that I met and the academics that I met and the support that I got from the department to move on and and do a PhD. I mean, I, c- I can't separate that from my experience because if I hadn't done the Masters, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So it's all been brilliant. <laughs>
0: what do you, uh, our our students do after graduation well um there is a multitude planning and policy think tanks social enterprises established ngos bilateral or multilateral development institutions phds whether uh, with us or in other Institution, UN Habitat, UNDP, the World Bank, regional offices of the, you know, United Nations, uh, and, and so forth. It's incredibly exciting, and of course, our program has been running now uh, for I think just over a decade, and so of course, um, it's gaining momentum as we go. And um, you know, I foresee great things.